0: Welcome to today's episode of The Square. I'm Brandon Carmichael, and today we're actually looking at part one of two that's focused on design sprints. Um, So today I have Eric Thompson, who is a project manager and a vice president in the healthcare sector in Phoenix. Um, And so, Eric, why don't you tell me a little bit about, you know, why you are an architect?
1: Well, I started out, um, you know, with a the passion for drawing and um in some ways i consider myself a lego lego architect or maybe a a brady bunch architect um but that that's my my era okay wait a minute uh, i understand
0: lego architect but i don't know that i get brady bunch architect
1: oh brandon (laughs) Uh, (laughs) mike brady the dad on the brady bunch was an architect oh a lot of people in my class where, you know, that I sat next to on when I, when I started, you know, they all grew up watching the Brady Bunch and you know, that, that's what they, that's, was the picture they saw of Got it. the drafting board at home, you know, do designing houses. And everyone thought they were going to design houses when they were in. College. <laughs> <laughs> um, very few people design houses yeah. as it turns yeah. out. So after
0: watching a lot of Brady Bunch, you decided that you wanted to be an architect. So then, why healthcare?
1: Healthcare was a little bit of a happy accident. I, when I graduated from college, I, uh, it it was um, a little bit of a downturn. Um, I moved out to Seattle and I got a temporary job at a hospital doing construction management. And um, turned out, I really enjoyed um, working with that type of client and uh, on that challenge. Uh, And and working there, um, I really got an inside track on on how to work with, um, you know, what the design needs were for all of the different spaces, but also how to work with the the different groups within a hospital. And so um, it really set me up to, to, you know, for my specialty going forward.
0: You know, in today's episode, uh, we're kind of focusing on, um, I, I've heard it called a couple of different things. I've heard it called ACS, alternate care sites. I've heard it called THC, temporary health care. Um, which obviously could cause some confusion, especially in that industry. Um, but essentially it, it boils down to the conversion of um, a facility into healthcare and in this case, an education facility. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so this uh, idea came from our education group initially, and um, they asked us to partner with them, um, you know, given our expertise in healthcare uh, to look at the proposition, um, and the value prop, I guess, the value proposition of, of using schools and, um, you know, aside from the fact that schools closed, um, schools have a lot of similarities in terms of, um, the general occupancy, um, from a quantity number standpoint. So, you know, you've got a lot of plumbing fixtures, you've got, um, showers, uh, you have food prep facilities so you've got the cafeteria um, you've got some large spaces that you could use to convert um, for some of these uh, pop-up style tents um, and then you also have um, a, a lot of medium-sized you know classrooms that can be used to to segregate um, for different times types of healthcare, care uh, and the um, the infrastructure, um, mechanical systems, are not the best. Um, that was one of the challenges that we, we looked at a lot, but in, again, in terms of the numbers of people that are, are accommodated in a school, um, it, it really gives you a little bit um, a, a more similar occupancy load um, that makes it work out well for, for
0: clinics. So how did you even kind of get started on this idea?
1: Well, uh, Bob Erickson from the education team, he came, uh, came to us and asked us to participate. And, um, uh, this is one of the things I love about working at Corgan is, um, you know, we have, uh, specialized sectors that are experts in what they do. Um, and, uh, you know, we find, especially in healthcare, there's a lot of times, uh, we need something from almost every one of Corgan's sectors and, when we do, we can go to them and, and really get the latest and greatest um, in, in that market and kind of apply it to the hospital. So, you know, whether it be data centers or uh, teach, education, teaching facilities, um, you know, corporate interiors, administrative spaces, obviously, um, all of those um, are contained in a, a normal hospital campus. And so um, we really value the partnership and the and, uh, so that, that this was just a good example of that.
0: And and what was the goal for this? Because I understand it. You you didn't really have a client for this.
1: Um, we didn't. So we, we it was a little bit of a spec project. We anticipated and, and we were looking for the school district and uh, maybe the University um, uh, Board of Regents to uh, kind of grab the idea and allow us to do a demonstration project with one location and, um, you know, time, you know, that, you know, this kind of design on the fly, um, topic here, timing is important when you're, you know, trying to, to deal with, a, a you know, urgent crisis like the COVID-19. And so we needed to do something fast, Um, but we couldn't necessarily get to the people that we needed to to make that decision. So um, early on, we decided to just pursue this as a spec idea rather than an actual demonstration project and use it as kind of a national thought starter that we would put out um, that, that could be used anywhere. You know, obviously we're, we're located in Arizona um, and, you know, we're, looking at that market and but you know we're kind of taking that as an example and then extrapolating it um, for use in in other areas and as we uh, continued on this process uh, the need in Arizona um, appeared like it might not um, get to the point where they would need to to, um, develop these alternative care sites um, outside of you know the traditional healthcare institutions. So um, it kind of the, the initial intent morphed as as the project happened, and we we quickly realized that um, you know you can't make it perfect. You know you have to kind of uh, d- decide you know what are the most important things, and then um, you know put put something out there that is going to be useful and helpful um, to the community. You know for for the hospitals and, and the education community.
0: It seems like you've kind of got to strike a balance between being thorough and, and, you know, thinking through all the options, but also doing it in such a timely manner that it's still relevant. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you found that
1: balance. You know, there was a lot of discussion in the team about, you know, what's, what's, what's the best alternative site for, um, for COVID, what's the best alternative site for um, for non-COVID? You know that, that there's kind of two different schools of thought out there. You know, one is let's let's get the um, segregate those people so that they don't infect others, and then the other is, you know, COVID is a really high acuity um, care and re- requirement, and it's a lot easier to take care of those patients at a hospital that's already designed that and it's a lot easier to set up an alternative site um, for uh, either a clinic or a low acuity inpatient use and so um
0: and when sorry to interrupt but when you say low acuity you basically mean things that aren't as serious or that don't rec- or that are outpatient
1: well or inpatient so and 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 that's kind of in the end that's what we decided that really the proposition here was um what is, what is a school best for? I mean, there are a lot of things that make it easy to convert and um, they're, they're distributed um, throughout um, a city. So, you know, in terms of access to them, um, it's more of a decentralized resource um, and there's a lot of them. So, um, I, you know, we thought that there were enough reasons to do it that we didn't want to get hung up on whether it was um, the best place to do any given um, particular kind of care. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, we didn't have a client um, starting out. And so uh, the best thing for us to do in terms of creating this resource is to say, um, this is this is great for these reasons. And then here are the things that we feel that we can we can do in a school environment that would relieve pressure from the from the hospital system and allow them to treat more COVID patients. So,
0: what what does that look like? I mean, you know, it, you mentioned a couple of the things like the air handling, um, and and you you make some you, you make some conversions to an education facility. What does that look like after you know uh, the pandemic or the need has has left?
1: Well, you know, I, one thing I love about design, um, or maybe it's just the creative process cause it's, it's not that different in writing, but a, as you start designing, um, things, um, I, different ideas present themselves, you know, based on what you're, the medium you're working with. And, um, as we looked at the problem of what do we have to do to convert and what do we have to do to then bring it back and, 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 uh, because we want that to be usable for as long as possible um, and then be able to very quickly get it back in shape for school. Um, we realized that there were a lot of things that the schools needed to do from um, an environmental standpoint and an infrastructure standpoint to be better um, set up to take to teach kids in the post, you know, once they go back, you know, having to deal with COVID. And so, um, our team felt that, you know, this would be a a great um, excuse to upgrade, do some upgrades that you might not want to do otherwise from a cost perspective, um, because leaving it there in the end, they they would be better set up to to take care of, um, to to teach in a a healthier environment. So um, schools are classically underfunded, um, so again uh, kind of leveraging this crisis um, and federal funds needed to to deal with the health care need if we can also improve the school environment as well yeah um, for sure it seemed like that would be a, an easy sell for a lot of um, agencies
0: you're really you're getting a whole lot more value out of that for sure so obviously you know I'm, I'm sure depending on whether they do um, you know a, a high acuity or a low acuity facility and what kind of school it is. there's there's a variety of, I'm sure costs and timelines. but did you did you get a feel for what that range might be in terms of converting it uh, an educational facility to a healthcare facility?
1: Yes, so we we did um, we had a little bit of trouble coming up with a def- definitive timeline based on the fact that. The, the schools could really be used any, for, for anything from inpatient healthcare, um, for like a med surge type of a patient, um, to um, outpatient clinics, um, to a screening facility. And um, uh, it'd be very quick to convert, to convert it to a screening facility or an outpatient clinic. Um, inpatient care w- would require a little bit more time to, to make that conversion. Um, um, emergency power is um, something that you need, and then the, the um, HVAC systems are also, uh, you know, require greater f- levels of filtration, and in some cases, um, different pressurization. So, um, um, the more outpatient the nature of the facility is, the less we would have to do, and the quicker it would be.
0: So, is that is that
1: is that like weeks? We felt like that. In order for this to be a, um, realistic, that we needed to try to get this down to a, a three to four week time frame to convert, um, and for, the, for it to make it worthwhile.
0: Yeah, God, that's that's actually really quick for something with the magnitude that you're talking about. <laughs> so, one of the other things that you mentioned was, you know, with this process and how it evolved, there wasn't an actual client. Are there challenges in designing without a client?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to design uh, with specific requirements. Uh, but you know that's kind of what the client brings. Um, you know, w- without a client, you don't know exactly what um, types of patients they want to care for. Um, you don't know if they have equipment and supplies. Um, you don't know how they're going to staff it um, because you know how you design a facility um, knowing. Um, how it's being staffed is, is critical to making sure that it, it flows appropriately. So without um, having a client, uh, we really just had to rely on our own um, uh, design knowledge from having worked in, and again, um, looking at the spaces and saying, okay, what, is, what does this space want to be, you know, kind of the Louis Kahn, you know, brick, you know, what does the brick want to be? What does this classroom want to be? You know, well, it, it would be a great um, four-bed inpatient space, or it would be, um, you know, a good eight-bay exam area. Um, uh, you know, oh, you know, some of the, the pediatric classrooms they had bathrooms uh, attached to them, whereas you know the other classrooms didn't. And so, um, you know, we really just went through space by space and said, okay, you know, here are needs that we foresee might might be um presented and then these are the spaces that we would recommend using for that and so um you know our healthcare team we have a variety of um, people of backgrounds on our team you know from uh, prior surgeons uh, surgical techs to uh, financial administrators Um, and so everyone kind of has a little bit of a different um take on it and bringing all those people together on the team, um, um, along with the this education team as well, um, is what really allowed us to um, think out of the box and then, you know, just generate that kind of best use um, proposition um, that this study, in, in the end, that that's what the study, um, res- that's, that, that's what we produced in the end, was uh, um, kind of a best use document for... Uh, using schools as an alternative care site.
0: So so that's something that's publicly available?
1: Yes. So this uh, study has been um, published. It's been put out on the Corgan blog um, and was uh, also, I believe, published, published in the ABEX um, uh, magazine, um, which is uh, kind of a, a commercial online, commercial real estate website. And... Um, we are distributing it to our, um, healthcare and education clients nationwide, um, to our, our partners in construction industry as well, just to get this information out, um, and, and, and hopefully, um, allow them to more quickly make the decision, do the analysis, make the decision and then, um, convert those sites, um, quickly. Um, since we, we've done a little bit of the legwork, thinking through it in
0: a in a quick design situation, um, you're you're wrestling with being timely as well as being thorough. Tell me a little bit about that challenge that you faced.
1: Designing um, a design sprint, um, as as you've titled this series, um, this really was a design sprint um, based on the need. And one of the challenges that we faced was. Um, Trying to be um, thorough, um, but also um, getting it done quickly enough to to be relevant and to be a resource um, that that could be um, utilized in time. Um, you know, we all know construction takes a long time to to um, uh, to realize, and so um, doing something quickly was important. Um, you know, we'd like to do things right. And so um, we did struggle with that. And our team felt that um, in the end, uh, we didn't want perfect to be the enemy of, of doing something good. And so getting this out, um, getting it, uh, not having it be a hundred percent because it really couldn't be a hundred percent for an unknown variation, a uh, quantity of variations, um, out there, um, in terms of need or site, um, that, that we would just kind of, um, take a best practice or a best use approach for the schools and have it, have it be a reference document. And in fact, uh, one of the great, uh, deliverables that we had in that was this chart of <laughs> types of spaces that you need for healthcare on one and the types of spaces that exist in a school on another. And then, you know, just sort of populating that so that very quickly they could use this to analyze their own situation. That's kind of how we got ourselves out of being too worried about having everything be perfect. Um, But, you know, we did uh, try to leverage um, as many people, experts as possible, you know, from the education team, um, our team, uh, mechanical, electrical engineering team, and um, also cost cost estimators and um, uh, logistical construction managers. So um, just bringing everyone in there, bringing all the ideas to, and together and then um, putting, putting that package out. Um, it's not perfect, um, but uh, we would still be working on it if, if it had to be, so.
0: Well, Eric, thank you for joining us and, and sharing that process uh, with us for this design sprint. For those of you that are either listening or watching, uh, we will put in the description a link to this paper so you can read more about it. Um, And please join us for part two uh, of Design Sprints where we're going to be talking about um, actually something a little bit different, not so much a a designed space, but a designed item and the Design Sprint that went into creating this in only a week. Um, So please join us for that and thank you for watching The Square.